Warning, Aloha Beam commencing. Warning, Aloha Beam commencing. Kick off your shoes, roll up your sleeves, and get ready for your barefoot business breakthrough. Multipreneurs, passionate part-timers, and dreamers alike, you're welcome to the table for fresh conversations on how to launch, grow, and innovate your conscious business from anywhere in the world. And now, beaming aloha direct to you all the way from the beautiful island of Kauai. They're goofy, they're real, they're badass business whizzes meet your hosts the co-founders of life mastery business academy debbie williamson and kelly lynn knott hi everybody i'm kelly lynn and i'm debbie welcome to the podcast this is a good one. <laughs> what are we talking about, Debbie? We are going to talk about what we do every year to prepare for the next year coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's more of our strategic planning, we'll call it sometimes. What else do we call it? Mostly strategic planning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, in this, you don't have to do this in the new year, and you can also do it more than once a year. Right. You know? We make a priority of once a year minimum, and usually in the month of November. November is usually when we're looking ahead. We like to do it just prior to the new year. So we have time to shift. And, um, you know, in some years, some of these things we do once a quarter. Right. Uh, but, but at least once a year we sit down and we generally start with what question, Debbie? What business are we in or what business do we want to be in? Yes. And if you're asking yourself those two questions and there is a divide between the answers, that gives you some work to do. <laughs> it does. Oh, I think I love that we, we sit down and we go, okay, if it's a blank slate, what do we want our business to look like? What are we going to be doing every day? What will our year look like? And we have a discussion around that. And then we say, what does our business look like? And then how do we move it towards what we want it to look like? So sometimes that might even be eliminating a part of the business. And oftentimes we do. Uh, yes. I, I think not only eliminating a part of the business, that definitely happens. But also, I think one of the things that becomes really clear in that conversation every single year without fail is what activities are we spending a lot of time on that really don't have anything to do with our central business? Like, where are we making ourselves busy? Right. Because we both enjoy working, you know? Right. Where are we making ourselves busy in a way that really isn't promoting what it is that we're in creation for? Right. And are we happy doing what we're doing right now? Or did it become a job? Like, we never, we, we know we need to, you know, earn money to pay our bills and make a living. But it's, it's when true. we start not enjoying what we do. You know, because it, it can be anything. I mean, there's times where I've had part-time jobs working for somebody else, and I knew it was a part-time job so that I could, you know, either pay off a car, pay off a student loan. And maybe it wasn't the, the job that I wanted to have for the rest of my life, but, you know, I made it good because I was doing something wonderful, like eliminating a large hunk of debt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think I think that's a really good starting point. And you could do it using the words business, but then you can also do it using the word 
life. Mm -hmm. what, do, what does my life look like? What do I want my life to look like? It's, it's like life coaching for your business, but you can apply this to life right. as well. Well, and along those lines, something I've learned from you, Debbie, and maybe you can speak to this, is um, one of the things that you do a couple of times a year, and I know you, you tend to first do a big one, a big brain dump in, at our November meeting, but you actually have a way of sort of prioritizing your schedule for the year so you don't miss any of the important things. Can you talk about that process? Right. So I like to look at a year or even 18 months and what I do first, because for me, my family comes first. So I ask my mom and dad what holidays are priority. Um, because, you know, sometimes they might have an idea of like, hey, we're going to go camping Memorial Weekend. And that's not a weekend I'm going to come home for. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they're not going to be home. I like camping, but yeah, exactly. Like I want to spend time with them. You know, so this year it was like Mother's Day. My mom wanted me home for Mother's Day. Or sometimes she'll say it's her birthday or my dad will say something. And they realize that I live in Kauai and it's going to take a lot of effort. So I always ask them first, like, when do you really want me to come home and spend some good time with you? And, and I asked my parents first and then I asked my husband, you know, Mark, okay, what do you have on your calendar? Like, when are you going to be gone? When are you going to be home? Um, you know, I need to know, like to plan around your schedule as well. And so I get those in the calendar first. And it, Kelly, you kind of do the same thing. You look at like family obligations first. Yeah. And also, you know, like two years ago, I took my parents on a trip to New York. They'd never been to New York city, um, to see, you know, Broadway plays. And, um, so we saw, it was in November after our big meeting, <laughs> but we, you know, we went and saw Bette Midler and Hello Dolly and we had some family time. So some of it's family obligations and then some of it is, you know, what do I want to do to connect with the people around me mm -hmm. that I care about? You know, can I do something special for them and how am I going to make that happen? Eight years ago, I used to always plan trips to Vegas yes. to meet my parents. They're like, Mom and Dad, when are you going to be in Vegas? That's when I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so scheduling. So you're looking at, you've already asked the question of, uh, about your business and maybe about your life. You know, what do you want it to look like? Well, yes. Now you're going to look at family, friends. That also helps with communication, though, yes. and any misunderstandings, because when I sit down once a year and with the people closest to me say, you know, when do we want to spend time together, quality yes. time? And then if, if it's a holiday that maybe we decided that, okay, you know, we can celebrate separately or do whatever, there's no hard feelings that I didn't come home to visit. Right, right. So it, scheduling, it, it's great because you always do that first in your, in your scheduling process. So I've seen you do this for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And then what other considerations? You've got your family in. You've got any events with uh, friends in that you want to hit. You know, or even a vacation. You mm -hmm. know, or I want a special trip. And what I'll do is I'll block it off on the calendar. If I, if I know kind of what it is or if it is a specific Thing that I want to go to, I'll put it on the calendar. And, and sometimes they get moved. Like mm -hmm. some years, like, oh, maybe we won't take this trip. Or if I decide, okay, this summer I want to go to Iceland. I'm just going to block off some time so I have it there. Mm -hmm. And it's also, once I put it on my calendar, either consciously or subconsciously, I start working towards it. Yes. And I found that if, sometimes if I pick a big trip, you know, I start going to Starbucks less. I start spending, you know, money less. And, you know, that way all of a sudden, hey, I've got 
some extra cash here, this trip is possible. Um, so I do like to do that. And then also any, a lot of times different industries have conferences or conventions. I put those on my calendar too. I block it. Some years I decide maybe I'm not going to attend and some years I, I make attendance a priority, but I want to have it on my calendar um, just as a placeholder to make sure that if something comes up that makes sense for me, that I have it open and available. And then I'll look at, okay, for our business, you know, now that we know these important dates, when should we pick some launch dates for different things? When do we want to launch like our year long programs or, you know, our mini crash courses and, and Kelly and I'll sit down and, and we'll decide like how many of these new courses do we want to put on the calendar and we'll kind of look at what makes sense for people and their schedules i'm i'm laughing because this particular year you may have heard this in some other podcasts we did that we had a schedule of events and then i launched all the courses at the same time right. she's like i can do it and uh, from that i've learned that that schedule is a powerful tool <laughs> well and sometimes you know what you've got to put yourself under the gun yes you know like yeah. even this year we looked at like what books are we going to write in a week what books are we going to write in two months and let's get it done because even if we don't hit those deadlines like let's say we're going to write six books in these six weeks and this big book in this two-month chunk well what if we get them like three quarters of the way done right we get a lot done you know, one of the other things I think um, this comes to mind in this discussion, I don't want to forget your 365. We have to talk okay. about that. But related to this, um, you know, what are we going to do? And what are we going to bring specialty people in to help with? Mm -hmm. Now, for a long time, you've always said, you know, hire up. Yes. Which is, which is awesome. But with the onset of uh, sites like uh, Fiverr mm -hmm. and uh, I think it's, is it Upworthy or Upwork? I can't remember. Yeah, but Upwork. I use Fiverr. So that's, that's the one that I like. You can hire someone with a very, very specific skill set who is peer reviewed. And I love this. So they've got reviews and you can choose how many reviews you want to feel confident in. You can create a custom bid. Generally, they're cheaper than hiring a contractor somebody somewhere else. And they're protecting a very specific reputation because that's how they get business. And um, you and I have been experimenting with, you know, having our producer and our editor help us with this podcast. And Well, it's one of those things where, you know, I can learn to do anything. And right. I have done it in the past. And we have to look at the balance of, is it something that's going to take me three hours to do that I hire an expert that'll only take them an hour to do. Right. Well, my time is really valuable. And if I get three hours back, who knows what I could create? That's when the book gets that's done. That's another book for you. Right. I mean, three hours and you're quick. <laughs> no. And so that's the thing every year, look at what you're doing. Are, are there any pieces that really don't belong with you or pieces that you could give to someone else a small project based thing so that you get those you get your book or you get your three hours back for some other creative project I think that's a good thing mm -hmm. to do each year and I, I think you know you and I have uh, over the years done that in in big ways but I like I personally I don't know what you think Debbie but I personally like um, hiring someone for a small project versus bringing someone on for a long-term commitment right uh, I do like it's those it's those tasky things like I don't want to be bogged down by tasks or even if it's you know with 
some video editing or, you know, editing different things where somebody that has really good skills that we can count on, I'd rather hire that out. Right. Because that sometimes can be, okay, you look at it and you think, it's only going to take me an hour to do this. And then eight hours later, you're still working on this project. Yeah, I do. I have done a lot of our editing and we're just now starting to... Um, farm that out and it's true because it takes a different type of brain power some of the tasky things and I say that um, quite literally it's actually a different brain wave set when you're doing something tasky but I feel like it eats the fuel for some <laughs> of the creative stuff you know it's kind of like a cheetah we were laughing about this today a cheetah is the fastest mammal on land for like 30 seconds at a time. And right. creativity can be like that if you don't create space for it. You know, you can be brilliantly creative for a really short burst of time and then be exhausted and not able to move. Um, or you can be smart about how you work with creativity. Well, and the other thing is we live on an island and we don't always have, like we, we buy the fastest internet we can get. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> we need electricity and we need lines and, you know, the cable lines. But a lot of times it goes out too. It so goes out a lot. If Let's say, okay, you set aside time to, to work on this for an hour, but the upload isn't happening. Right. You know, then you've got to shift gears and then you're all of a sudden you're a day behind. So some of that stuff definitely needs to be given to somebody that's in an environment where they can work fast and hard and get it done. And so that brings to mind another thing. Consider your environment. Is your environment what you need it to be? And, and I think for us, the payoffs are greater than any of the um, unbenefits, which is not really a word, <laughs> but you know what I mean, right. from any of the detractions. So that's something to consider each year. But do you need to make changes to your environment that will help you with productivity? For Debbie, a, a very specific thing is, D Debbie is an extremely creative person, but... But her environment has to feel clean and spacious. Right. Organized. Decluttered. Decluttered. Exactly. And so we'll sit down to work and I can have set off a grenade in the room. Like the roof could be caving in and I, I am working on something. And Debbie will pause and, and it will take a hairball. Yeah, Debbie I mean, will throw it out. <laughs> anything. It's amazing her eyes, what she can see. But she will, and she'll she'll make everything beautiful. She does it really quickly, and it's never a complaint, and it's never a statement about anyone else. But she cleans really quickly, declutters, and then she sits down and she's on fire. And there's something about that act of doing that for mm -hmm. you, I think, Debbie, that gets well, you it, in action. Yeah, it also, like, any of the, the fear or anything that's coming up that isn't going to serve me during that time, that's my way of brushing it off. Yes. Like, even if I have to grab the vacuum and vacuum for five minutes, that's a way for me to release stress so that now I can be on 100%. It's like an animal shaking after stress, mm -hmm. like shake, or a dog shaking out of, after it gets out of the pool. Absolutely. Once the water is out of the fur, it's on to the next thing. <laughs> well, let's... Let's talk, if you don't mind, because um, I know that you ha have done this a lot of years in a row. Uh, I call it your 365. Yes. Can you tell us about that? This is something you do every year. Every year I like to pick one thing that I really want to focus on and to commit to doing it 365 days. And, and something that's going to have some decent impact on my life. So once it was like writing a manifesto, you know, doing a blog post every day for 365 days. And that was to get me into the writing mode. But also a lot of the things I wrote about were things that really kept me on track in life, kept me happy, kept me healthy, um, kept me on the move. Uh, I've done 365 days of meditation. I've, uh, I've picked a lot of things um, in the past that have really been... Um, significant and transformational in my life. 
They, they like life changing. And there's some years where I'll pick something and you know what? Maybe I only did, you know, like 150 out of the 365. Or maybe even if I would only do 20, that's 20 more than I did the year prior. So for me, it's always like setting that goal for 365 um, because again, I'm going to get a lot more done and I, and I can have do-overs. Because I think sometimes when you set like a five-day, seven-day, or even like a 40-day, um, you might start it and stop, but then you never get back at it. Well, how many 40 days are there in 365? Mm -hmm. How many times can I restart? And it also teaches me that failure isn't really failure. Because in the end, I've had success. I've made progress over the prior year. I think that's great. And I think uh, that leads into... You know, goal setting and a lot of these things that we're talking about, important things to do each year, kind of lead towards what people would traditionally call goal setting. Do you mind sharing a little bit about your philosophy on that, on goals? And Yeah, you know, I don't like goals. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like them in the traditional sense. No, it's not that you don't no, target I still, things. I but... still set, you know, I set goals, but yes, yeah, not like, you know, not like your five-year goal and this goal or setting an outcome, I'm, I'm really against uh, limiting, limitations. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes when we set a goal, we're setting ourselves up um, with a limitation. Or if all of a sudden it feels like it's impossible, it's kind of like the 365. You know, I have so many opportunities to, to do it and go beyond what I really thought I was capable of doing. Um, so setting a, a goal is more of like setting a path. I don't know how to explain it, where I wanna be able to go beyond what I think I can do and leave the door open and also be able to shift in the moment. I feel like nature changes constantly. Um, we need to change or change will happen. Like I, I think mm -hmm. if, if you're not changing constantly, like something's going to drop and you're going to be forced to change. Well, I, I, can I use a kind of like, yes. Okay. So here's my, here's my <laughs> kind of like, of that. <laughs> here's my kind of like for you. So I think the way that you target goals, your non-traditional way is I think most people, when they set a goal in their mind, they're, they've got like a bullseye and they see the center of the bullseye and that's hitting that goal. And that bullseye lives in a specific country, in a specific state, in a specific city. You know, the goal has specifics right. around it. It's a very specific bullseye. In right. other words, there's a lot of factors that make that the goal. Now, I think you um, not only don't necessarily set a bullseye, you, you, might, say, you might say, I'm going to go to Africa. Not necessarily the country of Africa, but Africa is a big country. Right. So you're, you're setting out a, a pathway. You're setting out something that you want to create. But if you're going to Africa, you don't have to go to a specific part of Africa, to a specific coffee shop in Africa, and throw a dart at a specific bullseye. You're, you are open to the fact that uh, I'm going to start out in this direction, but hey, if I get called to go somewhere else that might mean that there's something there for me, that there's something really beautiful or powerful that I'm supposed to see. Or I might find that on the way to Africa, my plane is waylaid and I wind up going to New Zealand. Right. And hey, that actually turned out to be better. Yeah, I like that. I also like um, if I say, I'm going to make $100,000. Well, you know what? I'll make that 
Mm. But I won't make more. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes if I say, like, I'm going to make a million dollars, that doesn't work for me. So sometimes I have to say, like, even multiply it even greater. Like, I'm going to make $10 million next year. You know, because it, it's like a, mil a million dollars is possible. Yeah. It's still possible, but it's where, like, if I set that and I don't make it, I kind of feel like... Okay, I, I failed. Or, okay, you know, like I'll, I'll sabotage myself. Like I'm, I'm, I want it, but how badly do I want it? But if I say I'm going to make, you know, $10 million or $50 million and I start working, well, I could easily make $5 million or I could make the million or, you know, whatever it is. So it, it's kind of a weird play, I guess. Well, I think what you do is you, you create... I don't even like using the word goal, but, but you, you, you create a path, but you don't let yourself be limited by the path. Right. Right. Because there's always like, there's going to be a roadblock. There's, you know, there's so many times where I drive where, okay, we have to go down a different road now, or you know, <laughs> this has happened or traffic sucks. Let's turn here. And I feel like that's the way I'm successful in life. Like yes. I always like, I, I love finding new ways of doing things or new ways of approaching it or coming around the, you know, the bend, the different way. And I want to make sure I stay that way and I don't limit myself. Yes. So I, I keep it open. So I, 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 it's not that it's, you know, sometimes people call it like their big, hairy, audacious goal mm -hmm. that they're setting. Mm -hmm. Like I go bigger. <laughs> <laughs> knowing that whatever I end up with in the end and that's why I picked 365 versus 40 days yes because at 365 it, it's something again that's doable and if I can do it in a year that's huge I think too you are also not afraid to let's say you're taking a left if you take the left and decide that you are feeling the right you're gonna flip around in a heartbeat even if the left was the goal all along and I think a lot of people do get stuck with goals like this is the goal and I have to stick to the goal I have to take the left because I told everyone and their cousin I was gonna take a left but now I want to take a right and I can't because I told the world Whereas you're like, hey, world, I changed my mind. I'm going right. Right. <laughs> and that took me a long time. Like, that wasn't easy for me to get to because I, I used to get so stuck in where I would say I'm doing this. And then people around me would want to hold me accountable to that. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought you were doing this. Now what's happening? And some people would get upset with me. I mean, even like close family, I would say I'm doing one thing and now I changed my mind. Can't you commit? Well, I think there's sometimes there's something that you commit to and you stay on track, even if there's a little suffering. And then I think there's times where you ditch the plan. Yeah. You know, that's part of survival. Sometimes we just have to ditch the plan and go with something else. And go a new way. Well, and I know, you know, when people thought when you moved to Kauai, uh, you know, that you had this sort of pre-meditated plan that you were going to sell your business <laughs> and move to Kauai. And really, you didn't. I didn't. It, was, it was a spur of the moment You thing. had no idea you were going to move here. A producer called you out of the blue and asked you to be on a reality TV show, which planted a seed. Mm -hmm. You know, you weren't thinking about moving here before. And then you loved it here. I mean, you always loved it here. Right. But, but something happened and you said, hey, I can turn this car around. <laughs> and we're going to go. Turn it into a duck boat and go to <laughs> <laughs> But you know what also is nice about that is because we do this every year we go, what do we want our business to look yes. like? Yes. What do we want our life to look like? The people around us are understanding that's how we operate. And there's not this like shock again. 
you know, where I think like we've been doing this for 12 years together. When we sit down, I think people are like, oh boy, what are are these girls going to be up to next year? (laughs) You know, what is our life going to look like? And and, and I'm so fortunate because like with my husband too, he's gotten to the point where he's like, okay, I'm ready. You know, I know things (laughs) could change and he doesn't like change at all. He, He resists change completely, but he's getting so much better at it because he's been put through this practice now. <laughs> and I think that's what that's what I would love to teach others is put it into practice so that it doesn't become such a, a negative thing when you you change it or your commitment changes or um you know you shift directions immediately. I turn right and I'm like, oh nope, uh uh-uh. uh left is the way we needed to go and we just turn the car around and go. And sometimes that teaches people that it's easy to shift gears. Well and I think you know one of the things that I have found really, really rewarding in um, coming out here with you, you know, you asked me initially to come out here and help you launch your chocolate business. Right. And you said Hawaii and chocolate. And I said, <laughs> let's uh-huh, do it. Let's go. <laughs> um, but we have heard from a lot of your past yoga students, you know, who see that you're not teaching yoga full time now. You will always be a yogi. You right. do yoga. Right. Uh, physically and otherwise. Right. Um, and you will always teach yoga. It's my life. Yeah, right. It's a part of you. Uh, but what we have heard from multiple people who don't even know each other is, wow, seeing you do something different made me feel like I have permission to do something different. And I think, wow, what a legacy and what an amazing thing to give to people as a gift. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about things that you should do every year, I feel like that's the through line. They all have that in common. You know, you're looking at what do you want? What do you want to create? What exists? And and what direction do you want to go right now? And and have things changed? And if they have, take the left. (laughs) <laughs> right. And I think that's something that, you know, I like to support in others too. Yes. You know, and the, and there are things where, you know, I'll say if I commit to this, there's going to be a lot of suffering, but do I need to finish it? Is there something, is there some reason why I need to finish it? And if there's a benefit to finishing it, I will suffer and go through and do it, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I believe that there's a benefit and there's a need to be done. If, if I don't need to finish it, uh, make the change right away. And I look at that like even with relationships. Like I'm I'm committed to being, you know, married one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it to Mark. You know, <laughs> granted it's my second marriage. Well, but, but you made that determination yeah. after the fact. <laughs> right. After the first one. Like I, if I do it, it's going to be in it for the long haul. If I and do I'm this gonna again. And I'm going to make it work and I'm going to be committed to it. And is there going to be some suffering? Yeah, at times there's going to be suffering. But we're going to get through it and we're going to get around it. And that's a commitment I'm going to stick to. And, you know, it's something that you have to pick and choose your battles. Like, mm-hmm. what, what do you really want to battle for? And, you know, in the end, what's the benefit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's great. Are there any other things that you think we should share with folks today? Things that um, you like to consider every day, things that are, or every year, rather, things that are important to do each year? Well, I think, too, just reestablishing um, for a good life. Like what I want to do. Like there's a lot of times I'll sit down and I'll, I'll re-engage with, okay, I want to make sure I do, you know, whatever the exercise, like whether it's hiking or getting to the beach, um, even with my schedule this year, Monday is my day off. 
Monday is either the beach or laying around. It, there's no work scheduled. Does work happen on Mondays? Yeah, absolutely. But it happens because I choose to make it happen, not because it has to happen. Mm, good so, distinction. Yeah, so I make a priority. Like this year was really, we're, and I would tell Kelly, remember Mondays we schedule nothing. Nothing goes on the calendar Monday. Nothing is blocked off Monday. Unless, you know, and that way when there's an open space, there's opportunity. I mean, sometimes there's that appointment where like, okay, yes, I want to say yes. And you know what? I've got Monday available for it. Because mm -hmm. I used to, years ago, book myself completely. Feeling like if I'm going to, you know, be my own boss and work from home and, and you know, run my business myself, I've got to work as hard and as much as I can. And I would fill up every time I had available with, I will take appointments at this time. I will teach oh, yeah. at this time. Like Me too. I, I made sure my schedule was full there were no openings if there was an opening I would panic probably because, something was wrong right and that I wasn't making money at that point mm -hmm. now when I have openings there are more opportunities so I make sure I have space on my calendar well and often you know that that becomes our most creative day that's the day when we get in the car and go wash your car and have five book ideas. Right. Which we did earlier <laughs> today. today. You know, or it's, <laughs> hey, we're going to jump on a plane and fly to Oahu and get this done. Yes. Or, you know, somebody's coming to visit and, you know, we want to meet with this person. Well, yeah. guess what? Monday's available. I don't have to say, oh, I can't. I'm working. Yeah. Well, and with that in mind, I guess there's one thing that I'd like to add, uh, something that I like to do each year. And that's kind of <laughs> the look back. Sort of on, uh, friends and family and people that we've connected with. Uh, and is there anyone that I want to reach out to? Is there someone that has touched me in some way that I haven't connected with in a while that I want to say hello to? And, you know, you can do this once a year or you can do it a whole lot more often if you want to. But I find for me, there's a couple times a year where I, I'll take a day. I did one the other day uh, and just reach out to people that I haven't connected with in a while. And um, for me, that's very rewarding. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like it. I think it's just really good to reevaluate once a year. Absolutely. How's it going? You know, are are you living the life you wanted to live that you set out to? Um, what's missing? What What do you need to add to your life? What do you need to put on the calendar? And you know, sometimes it doesn't happen. But if you don't put it on the calendar, it's we're in the next year. That's right. It's definitely not going to happen. Well, I think this was great. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> everybody thanks for thanks for tuning in and listening we love having you with us as always if you have questions or anything you want us to cover on the podcast so reach out to us at life mastery business academy at gmail.com or just tell us how you're doing we'd love to hear from you <laughs> you've just heard barefoot business breakthrough with debbie williamson and kelly lynn Knott. do you have a comment question or topic request Visit LifeMasteryBusinessAcademy.com and drop the gals a line or sign up for coaching, consulting, or an online course to move your business forward today. Life Mastery Business Academy. Rock your life. Rock your business. Rock your world.